Hello and welcome to Fact Schmax, This or That. It's a new show that I don't know how to intro. <laughs> My name's Matt. Wow. And? My name's Kev. I thought you were going to have a bit at the end you. of that. Nope. Uh, we'll work on it. No. Nope. We'll work on it. We're going to work on we'll, it. We actually haven't worked on the intro, but the, the general premise really here is going to be doing. called... Yeah, it's going to be called This or That, and rather than have a show where we have to do a, a whole lot of preparation for, this is just something where we can just talk about something very casually. Yeah, maybe a little you know, more current, pro- a little off our normal brand, just, you know... It's like more fun, more podcast, less work for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably less uh, But hopefully should be hopefully should be just as fun to listen to. But the idea is I'm going to give Kevin uh, the op- option of two different topics to talk about, and he's going to pick one. He's going to pick this or that. And then next week, Kevin's going to give me two options to talk about, and I'm going to pick one. It'll be this or that. So fact, Max, this or that. All right. All right. What do you got for me? So, Kev, Matt. would you rather talk about dogs or music? Hmm. Uh, let's talk about dogs, bud. Let's talk about dogs. I love dogs. Oh, me too. We're both uh, we're both very much dog people. Yeah. How many dogs have you had in your life? Um, so throughout my life, I've always had a dog and, uh, and they all lived pretty long years. So three kind of with my parents, one is still with my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. no, sorry. Yeah. Three, three. And then, uh, of course I have the, uh, the dumpster princess that I have now. <laughs> old, old yep. Penny. Old Penner. Old Penner. <laughs> oh, she's 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 funny. Yeah. She's from Louisiana, so she barks with a bit of a Cajun accent. Oh, I know what I did think did I picked you, up on did that. Did you notice that? I yeah. did think I noticed that. I thought it was maybe a little Creole. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, they're very close. Very close. <laughs> very close. Um so <laughs> Yeah, I've 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 had a lot of lot of dogs in my life. Uh, I had um, I, three dogs. Well, no, four dogs growing up. We had golden retrievers. I've had bad luck with golden retrievers. The golden retriever I had when it growing up died at seven. Uh, my first golden retriever died at seven. My sister's golden retriever died at seven. Oh, my current golden retriever. Luck. Yeah, and all from like different things. The first one was gastric torsion, where the stomach flips over. Not great. Um, you know, part of having dogs is is you do have to say goodbye to them. Oh, dude, uh, that is you the know. worst. Like, I want them to outlive us, but then it would be so hard on them. Like my dog. Right. So, my dog was a rescue, and I'm reasonably certain that men were mean to her. So she's never been yeah. a huge fan of men, and. She is absolutely just bonkers for Sid. Like just mm-hmm. she's she was my dog going into the relationship, but wouldn't you know it, she loves that lady. And I get it. Yeah. But you know, I don't think that she would know what to do with herself without us. And I think that would be a yeah. terrible thing if you had to like there there's parrots that live like 
70 years and stuff, birds. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, that's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of sad dogs only get like 12 on average. I know. Yeah. My sister has a Burmese mountain dog, and they just have a horrendously short lifespan on average because I, th- I think they're like retrievers where cancer gets them yeah. pretty early for a lot of them. It's so weird how durable they are. Like yeah. the shit they'll eat, the things they'll do. Like they drink out of water, they'll like, kill us. And they're just like, yeah, oh, whatever. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've told the story of the podcast before of my, I, so I have two dogs. Uh, one's a retriever and he's kind of like um, cranky, I would say, which is why he's made it to eight because he's not the nicest dog. And I've got a, a golden doodle that like would just melt into you if, if oh, yeah. given given to others. One time when the when the doodle was uh, about eight months to a year old, I can't remember exactly how how old she was. We were getting ready to uh, watch a hockey game and I had made two pounds of chicken wings. <sighs> And set them down I think on you a table. Have told the story and crushed the whole. And I'd thing. close. She crushed the whole thing. I'd close doors, but it turned out I didn't know this that if you pushed against the door, it like it's not like it had like a, a magnetic, you know, like a like a latch. like a sort of like a latch that you push in and it pops out. It's just if you pushed against it, it would bounce against the the frame and pop out. It didn't have a. It kind of popped in the top with like a little ball and catch system so you could i did not know that so she hit it it opened for her and she ate two pounds of spicy chicken wings yeah they're uh, and she was fine yeah my dog's gotten into the garbage and got chicken wings once i uh mistakenly left them out my daughter was sure to say uh it's not her fault it's your fault because you should know better (laughs) You're the human. And I was like, wow, I love you and you're so smart, but ouch. <laughs> uh, my son is frequently the the dog's biggest advocate. We actually call him that. We call him the advocate. <laughs> I can totally see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's He's a funny kid. Yeah, every time the dog does something wrong and we're, like, disciplining the dog, he's like, whoa, 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 don't be so mean to the dog. We're not <laughs> mean. We're just like... <laughs> Have, like, a little trial. Yeah. So she doesn't know. Because <laughs> it's always Dot that we're <clears throat> disciplining. You ever... Uh, Henry just minds his business. You ever been bit by a dog? Like, by, like, a yes. strange dog that kind of attacked yep. you? Yeah. It's horrifying, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got bit when I was a kid. I mean, it stands out in my memory as being absolutely terrifying. Like that dog was Cujo in my memory. Mm -hmm. It was rabid. It was huge. It was like the Ghostbusters dog. Yeah. Like just the thing was a beast. Yeah. There was no stopping it. It bit my leg. Had to get Uh rabies shots. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was awful. I got I got bit when I was in grade eight, and I, it was a dog that was off a leash that was behind my friend's house. I was on his property. I was we were just kind of walking um, to the area behind the the house. It was kind of a strange layout. It's hard to describe. So just let's just say I was walking between a house and a fence, 
And all of a sudden, this dog appeared on the other end of it, and it started chasing me. So I bolted. Chompers, sick so balls. Stand it was kind of like that. So from from my uh, yeah, from my friend's perspective, I was the first person to go in, and then like a second later, I'm just bolting out, and this dog is chasing me, and they're laughing their asses off as like friends, you are right now, yep. <laughs> as friends would do. So the dog bit me in the ass. Uh, oh. I like literally on yeah on my left cheek. Uh, I had this little kind of crescent little bite. I went, went to the hospital and then had to present my ass to all these <laughs> all these nurses and doctors. I can't remember if they gave me a rabies shot or not. I think they. I think you get it like in the stomach or something, or maybe that's just my yeah. imagination playing up the trauma that I experienced. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if in the meantime they were able to figure out that the dog had its shots or or something. Huh. I don't know. Or I just got negligent care. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of that. <laughs> Who knows? I don't. It also wasn't very deep. I think they're probably a set. Like I didn't. It barely. Like it was pretty much a scratch. It was a. It was. It didn't like bleed a whole lot. No. So you probably didn't all. even really have to go to the hospital. You just. Well, I think you got to make sure that you don't have, so you know that you can that, rabies actually like it can kill a human, right? Yes, it is a hundred percent fatal. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, I always thought like like a like a hybrid rabies virus, if it was ever airborne or like something. Sometimes when I watch a zombie movie, I think, yeah, I mean, you know, you could suspend belief that this is some kind of. Not the whole undead rotting flesh thing, but the whole like people losing their shit. Cause like it would make you a little wild, right? It makes you scared yes. of water. It makes yeah, you hydrophobic. hydrophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like old old yeller. Yeah. That was a classic. Sad. That was very sad. It was very sad. I think um maybe controversial opinion. I think where the red fern grows is sadder than old yeller. I've never seen that. It's a it's a movie about a boy and his dogs. Okay, so yep. is John Wick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How many people die? That's of true. That dog. Well, you know, don't don't kill the dog. I had such a hard time selling that movie to my wife John because, Wick. yeah, because. She she knew that the dog was going to die first thing. Yeah, it's like so, and she's like, I I just don't want to watch a movie where that's a it's a launch off plot point. I was like, okay, but it's so worth it. Have you seen all of it, them? I've only seen the first one. The second one's okay. The third one totally lost me. I kind of that's generally the way I, trilogies go. Like Indiana Jones had right. a solid. I feel like the third act was solid. The fourth episode of yeah. the Indiana Jones series, the one with Shia LaBeouf. Haven't oh seen Oh my it. God, don't even bother. What an absolute yeah, I, nightmare of a movie. Aren't they making another one? I hope not. It's It was sure awful. Are. Just awful. Yeah. Just garbage. I think trilogies, like, leave it at a trilogy. Fast and Furious. I, I've never liked the Fast and Furious movies. 
Although, okay, in Fast and Furious's defense, from what I understand, they've actually they actually have gotten better as they've gone along because they've really lost any pretense of reality or dude. I remember I was seeing this girl and she wanted to go see a movie with her sister and her sister's boyfriend. It's like a matinee or something. And the and the only thing that like one of them had picked Fast Furious. It's like, do you want to come and see this movie? And this wasn't the original, it was like one of the sequels. So I go watch this movie and at one point they're in this car chase to catch an airplane on a runway. And it lasted for five fucking minutes and nobody stopped for a minute and was like, wow, like a a plane only goes on runway for like 40 seconds tops and then it's airborne. It was like five fucking minutes. And I remember I was sitting in this theater like looking around like nobody like I actually laughed out loud and I was like and everyone's just like glued to it. And I'm like, dude. It's like the longest scene ever, and it's supposed to be a runway. Like it almost felt like they were doing a bit. Oh my god! <laughs> I, and I was just like, I, I will never give up that much time in my life for one of these. Which is probably what <laughs> our listeners are saying right now. Too, they're like, I will never, <laughs> ever, ever listen to Fact Schmacks this or that again. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen any of those movies, so I can't. I can't really comment. I do love dumb, dumb action movies. Oh, um, for sure, like Bloodsport. How many times right, has Bloodsport tends- came up on this show? A ton, because it's the best movie in the world. I need to watch Hard Target again because I keep uh, I keep referencing it and I keep thinking about it, but I haven't seen <laughs> You've it. You've obviously seen years. videos of um, uh, Steven Seagal running. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna link that in the show description. That is the that will make your day. That is the best thing you will ever see is Steven Seagal running. It's, it is kind of hilarious <laughs> to watch Steven Seagal running. Like, it is just the floppiest arms. Tom Cruise is also a pretty funny runner. Yeah, wasn't there a thing about I Steven mean, Seagal recently? Like, didn't he get like super weird about something? Oh, he's well, he like pretty much just lives in Russia. He's very uh he's very pro Putin. He's very uh um, he was like a he was like a, a sheriff or something too, wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't he actually have a legit job at one point? Well, he showed up at some like when he was a big movie star, he showed up at some sheriff's office and was like, Give me a make me a part time deputy. And so they did because it's Steven I guess Seagal. why not? It's Steven Seagal. So, yeah, he did that for a while. I don't know if that's exactly how that went out, actually. I bit, but Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean, that's how I imagine. JCVD. Steven Seagal. Have you seen that movie? JCVD? No. Where uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is, it's uh, this kind of weird, sort of like being John Malkovich, where John Malkovich is in it. JCVD, it's a movie about himself. This kind of fictionalized oh, okay. version of himself. That's cool. But also kind of a real version of himself, too. Uh, but he gets involved in a, a bank robbery. Like, he's a, a customer, I think, while it's going down. But somehow gets confused for one of the bank robbers. And I can't remember exactly how that, that exactly went. But it, it's a really interesting movie. Hmm. It was really kind of fun. He does this monologue at the close to the end that 
was really quite um you know it breaks the fourth wall and it's very kind of self-aware and and kind of brutally honest with what he was and what he is now and it's it was really interesting always anyways i would recommend watching that movie from for completely different reasons than i would recommend most van damme movies okay so i i have an observation that you often seem to like these quirky kind of like you like the the raunchy action movie or like the kind of quirky you know jcvd and then when i ask you about like hey matt like have you seen like this fucking best movie of the year and you're like "Mm, no never seen it (laughs) Mm, don't think i'm gonna watch it and then you're like yeah let me give you a 20 minute breakdown on jcvd and then i'm like hey did you see the new batman movie like "Mm, not interested well, the the difference is that that movie came out in like 2005. Like I saw it in like 2006 like when I still had time to watch movies. Fair enough. When that was still something I was into. Fair. Fair. That's fair. I'm kind of getting back. I'm trying to get back into movies. It's just something I, I just stopped paying attention to entirely. I took like 10 years off of movies. Yeah, movies are good. We just watched the new Ghostbusters uh, last night. Like the oh, one yeah. the Afterlife one, not the one with the... Uh, all female cast, yeah, which I heard was yeah. terrible. This one was fun. I mean, it was everything you expected it to be. But having been like a child of the eighties, uh, a Ghostbusters fan, uh, I had to watch it. And mm-hmm. you know, I won't spoil anything if you haven't seen it. It's, it's fun. It would be good to watch with like with your boy. Well, we actually we watched the original with him, so that would be. We were. I was kind of planning on. Okay, well now here's the newer one. Yeah. I went into that because I wanted to at least give. I wanted to give him the context because I don't know for whatever reason, like you, you, you do stupid things like that with your kids. Where you're like, no, this is important. You need to know. <laughs> you need to understand the cultural <laughs> significance of. You all need of to these understand. Things. Yeah, dude, there was some. There was like a really. Uh, do you remember in the original Ghostbusters when the ghost goes down on Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, like that was a very kind of adult moment in that movie. That yeah, completely well, I, just went over my head. Yeah, we um I think that was one of those kind of like all of a sudden stand up and stand in front of the TV sort of moments. Oh, really? You're, you're like you're like, "Oh, I forgot about that." So, I'm just going to like uh I just want to draw your attention over here for about 12 seconds. Well, it's like there's a lot of like we've talked on the show about Animaniacs, how they have like adult humor in them. SpongeBob has adult humor in it, and they they yeah. sneak it in there for, you know, the parents or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, it goes. I think you know the fun. Head. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd worry about nudity. Uh, but if it was like sexual nudity, then I think that would be different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, for for a kid, because I don't want him to feel like like nudity is something to be ashamed of. I don't want. Him to, I mean, him if, to feel you, like if it was you, being, yes. I don't want him to think that like sexuality is something to be ashamed of either. But <clears> it's you know you just like I don't necessarily want to get it. You know. Uh, it's not ready to have those conversations. He's not really ready for that. I so always find it. F- I kind of forget that that stuff's in a lot of movies, and you're like, "Oh shit!" I find it kind of weird sometimes to think about the uh, the difference between, like, okay, if if you had like a group of four or five people sitting in a room, and you know, there's there's a murder on screen, and everybody just kind of watches it and whatever, and it is what it is, and 
you don't think anything of it. But if there was like a, a scene where like two people were like having sex and there was nudity and all this stuff, like, yeah, there's a couple of people in there. It would be kind of uncomfortable. And you kind of look, you know, like, oh, like, yeah, whatever. But you think like, OK, like murder is cool. Banging. That's what we get weird about. And that's like the most natural thing. That's life. That's I know it now love whatever it is. To there you. is a way to look at it that we think we think of that as something that's just like intensely private. And so it's, you know, murder and violence and stuff. It's not like that's it's not like everybody has this private violent life. Right. But everyone's got kind of a private sexual life. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I look at it sort of like that, where maybe people people get uncomfortable with with it because it's just something that they feel is inherently private. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I always think like. That's my charitable read. You know, like when you see something on the news and it's like somebody dies or something or you see something where you know someone and it just seems like almost vulgar that you're able to see that. Yeah. Right. Where you're like, that's like the end of someone's life. Like we shouldn't be spectating it. And then, but in, in yeah. TV and movies, like, I mean, I, how many murders do you think you saw before you were 16? Oh, and I, I was the youngest of three kids. And so, you know, my parents really didn't, I saw some stuff way younger than I should have seen some stuff. My parents didn't really gear everything towards the youngest kid. They didn't care anymore. No, so I was You're like, fuck it. You know, I remember, fun. yeah, and I loved horror movies at an early age. I loved like for uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, <clears throat> particularly. This explains so much. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just I think I've always thought that's kind of weird that like, and how how tied into our entertainment is murder and mayhem, like. I'll be honest, most of the video games I play, I'm shooting somebody. Oh, for sure. And we're actually, like, we're pretty good with our kid in terms of um, not filtering a whole lot of stuff. Like, you know, he knows the swear words. He's obsessed with swear words. He asks us about swear words all the time. <laughs> so there are certain things like the, you know, any of the racial, you know, slurs where we're not ready to discuss that with them, but like regular swear words, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're not like, it's okay for you to, s we're actually not even like, it's okay. It's not okay for him to say them. You know, after his, when and where is appropriate when and where. Not around and so others, I think we, not at school, not, not yeah. exactly. And we're very open with, you know, the reason you can't say them is because you need to learn when and where it's appropriate to That's a good, to be able that's to swear. a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's not about, it's, they're not forbidden words. They're just powerful words. For sure. Uh, now, so like when, when my sister died, we told him it's okay to say fuck cancer. And he does occasionally, but he kind of whispers it. Nice. <laughs> it's kind that's of, cute. It's kind of funny, you know, but it's. Um, I find it's okay to say it in that context, right? And it's all about teaching and what the right context is. Yeah, I find I have a hard time because I strat like I I straddled two worlds. Like, um, so for anybody listening, like I I have been a tradesman for a long time, like a you know construction, go build a you know a refinery or whatever mechanic, um, and that environment is very vulgar you swear a lot you know 
There's mm-hmm. you say, and and there's stuff that still to this day gets said out there that you would just never dream of being able to say in a workplace. Mm-hmm. Like it's and there's stuff that I hear out there that I go like, God, fuck, come on, guys, like, like let's you know let's stop with this shit. Um, but then at the same time, I also work where I work with other businesses sometimes. Uh, doing web stuff, doing even doing the podcast where it's like, yeah, you know, there's certain words that like at work you're, you, you know, just imagine a long string of expletives as you're bashing something with a huge hammer and it's not moving uh, that, you know, you just can't say anywhere else. And it's, it's hard because sometimes you'll go from one world to the other and yeah. all of a sudden you realize you're swearing every other word. Like when I would go away for work and I'd be around the guys all the time, I'd come home and it would take two or three days where I'm F this or this effing thing. Or, and I, and then you catch yourself. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm around you yeah. know, people again. I have to, not that we're people are people, but it's just a different culture yeah. and, and when and where those things are appropriate can vary greatly. For sure. Even, uh, you know, I, I used to work uh, at, at a bank at one point I've, I've, and I did various, you know, things at the bank. But you'd be dealing with a customer and you have to act, you know, in a very specific way. And then you get behind the scenes and you're, you're you know, talking about a problem. And not every time, but a lot of times people who are having a rough time at a bank have, have done something... Um, Silly. Oh, dude. Absolutely. I know all <laughs> about that. And, 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 you know, it's not like, uh, there's no judgment, but it's just like this person has gotten themselves into a situation dude. and it's good. Yeah. And so you go, you, you go behind the scenes and you're having, you know, frank discussions about what's going on and, you know, you can swear and, and whatever. And then you get back out and it's business. You gotta, you, you know, it's business and you have to be, your employer and, and you have to be respectful sure. because you're dealing with someone who's who's going and through they, a rough time the thing, and like i have no problem admitting this like i've struggled uh we like the last year has not been great for for us here we had some health things going on uh, i had to step down from a job a really good job i had out of town that paid me i mean just an insane amount and i had to come home and it's been a struggle and you know it's hard and i don't i think with the, the the cost of living now, the rapid inflation, all that stuff, I, I think if you're not, if you weren't slightly comfortable to begin with, nobody, like, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Like, I'm fortunate enough that I bought a house before things got stupid. Uh, my sister told me my house, uh, so my sister's a realtor, she told me my house is worth, uh, like, it's pushing three times what I paid for it, two in a bit. Yeah. It's insane. Like I couldn't buy my house now, even with the same, oh, and, I, the, and I make the same Yeah, money. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Right? I may, I maybe make a buck more an hour than I did five years ago. Maybe, maybe three or four mm-hmm. bucks, say. So I make three or four more dollars, which is like what? I don't know, like maybe 5% more. Yeah. And my house Something's is got to happen with the- way more. Like everybody, something has to happen right with now. the housing market. Yeah, yeah, it's well, and then you know, Food, Bank of Canada raises the rates, cars, which gas, should everything. theoretically help 
deal with inflation, but then that makes your loans more expensive. Oh, buddy. It's just so it's yeah. awful. It is absolutely awful. But, you know, the really important thing, though, is that we're creating a lot of value for shareholders and CEOs oh are going to make more money than God. ever. I can't talk about these things in a public place. <laughs> well, but like, and that's, you know, this is our episode about dogs. Yeah, uh, that's well, the. Uh, through that. We went from this and now we're on that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That's how the show works. <laughs> so we're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. You know that um, I I personally believe a lot of this inflation is is due to companies taking advantage of uh, what's going on right now. Oh, dude, one hundred percent, one hundred. Yeah. The the thing that and then the Bank of Canada raises rates and we feel the squeeze. Oh, dude, I'm such a communist. <laughs> like I just I'm like yeah, just socialized socialized businesses. I I know there's no there and. Someone's out there, oh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, you're listening to Fact Schmacks, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> I mean, I've never claimed to be an expert in this. I'm just emotional about it, where I think that money should benefit everybody. Yeah. Right? If you're going to have, like, okay, uh, look at look at Elon Musk. He has 300-something billion dollars. You take a company like Twitter's, I think they said it was worth, like, I'm, I'm spitballing just a headline I saw. Like thirty-seven, forty billion dollars. Billion. That's his offer. Twitter thinks it's worth a lot more than that. Sure. Okay. Regardless, billions of dollars. Who owns it? Who owns Twitter? The shareholders. The business. Yeah. What is the business? It's a corporation. It's a thing. It's legally a corporation is an entity. Mm-hmm. And it's got a board of directors sure. who have certain legal obligations, like fiduciary duty to the company. Sure. But that 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 fiduciary duty is to the shareholders, so it's to maximize profit for the shareholders. Yeah, it just it just it's yeah. so weird. Like there needs to be a counterbalance to the drive to suck money, the money up to the yes. to the to the shareholder class. And you know the capitalists will say on the flip side of that, well, your your retirement fund, your investment, that's all tied to that stuff, and you want that stuff to do well so that you can retire. But like, man, you got to live till you retire. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to put money into Dude, into it, one of those things. I don't remember you know ever struggling like this. I remember back. Remember when I used to live uh, in that tiny apartment when I was when yeah. I was going to college. Yeah, dude, life was so simple then. I had the most basic, <laughs> the most basic bills. I paid my cell phone. I paid my rent, and then eventually I added some child support to that. <laughs> but yeah. that was it, and that was it. And then, you know what? You could pay all those off of like one paycheck, maybe two, and then you would have some money left over, and you could go like we go buy a case of beer. Didn't think yeah. anything of it. Hop in a cab, grab a pack of darts bag of weed life was simple yeah. and then i went out and had fun and everything seemed fine now like like dude i oh it's so brutal like everything is right now mm-hmm. right now right now more money more money more money and, and yeah I, we get like a, a buck a year raise like fuck off and that's i mean that's yeah probably good compared to a lot of people well, if you're not matching inflation uh, with a raise, you're it's a pay cut, hundred percent. So yeah. everything's been a pay cut. Yeah, it's brutal, man. I feel for 
Uh, dude, and people renting right now. Yeah, dude, that's the, the situation. Like thing. something has to give in this situation. It cannot continue to just. It cannot continue like it is. Wages have to go up. Wages have been suppressed for so long. Oh man, something's got to give. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like more unions. Uh, I think there should be more unions. Well, as a union uh, member, I obviously believe in unions, and I will tell yeah. you, I've never felt, uh, I've never felt like what we were doing was screwing anybody over. We were taking our cut, like, yeah, we give a fair to. And and the thing is, like, there's a lot of unions that have bloat. Like, I don't get sick days. I don't get. Um, I get, I get a large vacation pay percentage, like 10%, but I don't get, you know, I don't get stat holidays. If I'm sick and don't go into work, I don't get paid. I don't show up. I don't get paid. Uh, yeah. Our, our thing's been a, a fair day's wage for a fair day's work. And that's how it's, that's how it's been with the, with the labor union that I'm associated with. And we go in there and we work, man, and we're throwing our bodies against metal and things and, chemicals and like you don't know the shit that's out there super dangerous stuff and it used to be that guys who had and these were good wages for blue collar workers it used to be that you would have a nice house and a brand new car and maybe a boat or an atv or something a bike a toy you'd raise your family your wife could stay at home like that's how it was 20 years ago with these guys like I, I when I when I first got in, I would go to like a journeyman's house, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, man, this guy's got everything!" Like he's just you know, and then mm-hmm. and then now, or even when we got in, when I got in, guys, first year apprentices, were able to buy a house, and a new truck, and yeah. and they partied all the time, not all of them, but some of them, you know, partied all the time, brand new truck, brand new house. Now we have second and third years who can't even afford to move out on their own because they can't afford to rent. That's disgraceful. And that's been only like uh, 15 years. Mm -hmm. Disgraceful, man. 15 years. You're telling me somebody is, and and like first year apprentices started like a lot of money, a lot more than the average worker outside of a union. Oh yeah. Like 100% people need to start paying people more. Yeah. It's the vanishing middle middle class. There's going to be ultra rich and peasants. And yeah. that's it. It's we're we're quickly moving back towards uh like a caste system. Yeah. It's brutal. Uh How do those or, end? Do you like a feudal system. Pardon me? How do those usually end? Do you remember? <laughs> um Don't the people just rise up. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> I I just think there that uh, there, there was a really good stretch there where corporations made, you know, put so much effort into selling the message that unions weren't important anymore because, you know, we're taking care of people, but they stopped taking care of people. 100%. If they ever did. 100%. So, you know, their unions are important. And I think that, um, you know, there's a ton of ton of businesses that need to unionize. Yep. Like there's Amazon a ton of businesses. That, certain parts of which, it. Which certain parts of it that's amazing to see yeah um, like dude come on the guy's got a like that fucking guy with a space program like right God, that fucking pissed me off 
It's just something yeah. I just want. I was like, crash, crash, crash. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that, man. That's bullshit. Elon, I mean, he's doing stuff with, with NASA. He's, he's, I think like his space program is furthering humanity. Yes, he's making money off it, I think. I, uh, I think every billionaire is a policy failure. 100%. Um, 100%. So I just, you know, if we we could have a robust public uh, public service that actually like gave a damn about building rockets, but we don't. We decide that the private sector is better at doing that. Now, maybe like, I don't know, man. All right, so the flip side of the coin is that the private sector was, um, you know, better at designing aer- airplanes uh, in the Cold War than the Russians, you know, were with their state programs. I think that's generally accepted as as the truth. Sure. Um, but I mean, not to say that like the Russians were like incompetent. That's like the Russians were very good, and I think the like, the private sector, the competition, the private sector generally was a better atmosphere for sure. A general be- better tool for that job. Sure. But I think we need to look at capitalism more as a tool than like a be all end all. And also, it doesn't always select for the right things. There needs to be checks and balances on it. Something. There needs to be something. Something has yeah. to give, man. Because, like, I don't know. I, I'm i old enough to remember. And I, I think growing up, even, like, my dad had a good job. My mom had a good job. And they, they struggled, you know. They went paycheck to paycheck sometimes. But I don't know, man. It just... It's been different in the last couple of years, definitely in the last two years. Yeah. My parents owned, owned a business and I think they would tell you it was a hard life, but I, I, and they have a lot to show for their hard work though. Like they've done well in a way, but as, as you know, they don't have certain things that other people that, you know, that are in their bracket have like, like pensions, for example, like they have property, not rent pensions. Sure. You know, they have a business, not a pension. So that's, you know, maybe worth something, but it's a less secure, you know, end phase. Uh, end phase is a weird way to put it, but like, you know, retirement plan. Sure. Um, and so that's different, but they're, you know, probably cashing out at the end of the party in terms of being a small business owner. And I think they saw this coming down the pike like forever, just for their own industry that like the big, big businesses were getting in on it and you know the party was was more or less over they they forbade any of the kids from taking over the business saying that like there's no future in what we're doing in in a lot of ways i think a lot of mom and pop shops like a lot of independent businesses it just kind of it's you know like remember going downtown where we lived yeah, and you when you were a kid, you would go downtown, and there'd be all these shops. There's the toy store, there's the bakery, there's clothing stores, there's whatever, and there was a mall there, right? But you still had the mom and pop yeah. shops near the mall, which was a big controversy. Like, well, and that that mall killed a bunch of the mom and pop shops, and then the mall died, and then downtown was just a disaster. Yeah, but um, but I mean, nowadays, which small Ontario town are we talking about? It's all of them. <laughs> hundred percent, man. It's a cycle, yeah. right? And now we've yeah. got all these big box stores and I don't know, man. The town that I, uh, well, the town that you're in and the town that I'm in, the downtown's coming back with more small businesses. But, but it's, it's more boutique. 
Yeah. It's not necessarily like a everyday mom and pop shop. Like they're, I find a lot of the places are a little catered to a little more a niche that's maybe a little yeah. more expensive. It's almost like like buying something from an independent person is a luxury at this point. They have to charge more because and that and that's also know, the thing too, right? Like the support local and stuff. It's dealing with the economics of scale and yeah, crazy. Well, I guess I don't know. I mean, this is the first time. So we've in done closing, this show. I love my dogs. <laughs> yeah. We, oh yeah, we were talking <laughs> about dogs. Hey man, it's this or that. This is how the show's gonna roll. We're gonna start off with two options. And see if we start with this. Wherever we go we from there. That? <laughs> All right. Well, that's been this or that. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Or a day. Whatever. I don't know. Bye. No, I don't know when you're listening to it. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fact Smacks. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you want to hear more, be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash facts schmacks. Or you can check us out on Facebook or on YouTube or on twitter.com at factschmackedpod. We also have a website, factschmacks.xyz, because we know you haven't had enough yet. Sure. <laughs>